Live from our super secret studios above Jacques' flower shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? You talking to me? Yeah, I hear you. You had a question for me. It's all here on the Gerard at Large radio program. Hello? I'm sorry, who'd you say you were? I am your host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to our one of Gerard at Large. I am your caught with chocolate in my mouth while I'm trying to launch the show host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. Yes, we do. And I'm looking at today's day, and I just don't know. I just don't know (laughs) how I'm going to get it all in. And I'm not just talking about the show. I know how I'm going to get that all in. But today is one of those days where I um, take a look at what I put in my schedule and I think to myself, how in God's name did I do that? <laughs> oh. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, let me see. There we go. We have, uh, we'll get started right away. Of course, you know, our call-in number is 606-6762. That's 606-6762. And we have Eric on the line. Good morning, Eric. Hey, I'd like to ask you, uh, 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 did you like the uh, Garrison Keller event the other day? The what event? The yeah. Theater. Oh, right. the First Amendment thing. Yeah, that was a, yes. that was a great event. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I got Garrison Keller, and I told him, thanks for coming. I'm a big fan. And he said, wow, thanks. And then he, uh, he, 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 a couple of friends of mine were very impressed. I met the guy because somebody saw him on Friday and I said, you meet him? I said, no. So they really jealous. I said, hey. I said, who knows when I'll see him again? The guy's 75 years old, you know. He almost died last year. He had a brain in the rhythm. Really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he almost died. Oh, I didn't know. But anyways, I thought it was a great event. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, they they did. An but the main reason I called was the uh, I'm sure you heard on the, on the breaking news overnight that the boys boys and girls are going to get together now in the, in the clubs. I, I think that's a bad idea. I don't know what you think, but I'm going to hang up and listen. All right, Eric, appreciate that. Uh, I think he was talking about the Cub Scouts. The Cub Scouts are going co-ed. Uh yeah, the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, you know. Before I get on to that, I want to say something about the uh, Naki Loeb School, which is a, a really it's a fantastic organization. And if you're not familiar with it, but you want to learn more about the First Amendment or you want to develop some skills like learning how to write uh, press releases, social media, they have this thing that they do called telling your family. Story. They just do a bunch of really great stuff over there. And one of the great things they do is they recognize the First Amendment, uh, the First Amendment which, of course, there are five freedoms in the First Amendment, you know. And uh, in the, you know, in the day of Google, I'm convinced that one of the reasons why people don't know things anymore is because they can quote, just Google it. Why do I need to learn it if I could just Google it? There are consequences to having information on demand, aren't there? Anyway, 
Um, uh, Garrison Keeler uh, was was a rather funny speaker. I I don't I'm not sure I disagreed with a I'm not sure I agreed with a thing that he said, but he was engaging and entertaining. And uh, of course, right to know New Hampshire uh, won the First Amendment award. And at some point, I think we have to have a discussion about the right to know in this state, which is routinely ranked as one of the worst states for freedom of information. And I think it's a function of our statute. Um, And I I think we have to be careful that efforts to improve the statute don't backfire and become efforts that marginalize the statute. I think we also probably need to be careful with lawsuits that get filed. Uh, Because while they sometimes, as did uh, David Taylor's recent defeat at the hands of SAU 55, which refuses to email stuff, just an update there, folks. Um, The uh, SAU 55 has uh, told me my, um, whatchamacallit, my right to know request is now ready. See, they, they operate by this misinterpretation of the law that says they have up to five days to respond when the law is actually pretty clear. It says immediate, you know, basically says information immediately available must be immediately provided. But now you get a notice saying we have five days to respond. And then after the five, you know, at, by the end of that five days, we'll either cough up the goods or let you know when or if we're going to cough up the goods. It's really not the way the law works. But anyway, they've coughed up the goods. And because I'm not going to make the two hour round trip. I'm going to have a friend of mine who lives in that area grab the file electronically, which is going to cost us $7.49 for a thumb drive, and then they're going to charge a copy fee based on the number of pages for the document that is going to be transferred. Yeah, and you wonder why we're routinely ranked as one of the worst states in the nation for the right to know. Anyway, um, but I think I, I think the statute has become one where every time there's an issue that crops up, we go to the legislature to fix that issue, which might address that issue, but invariably creates another one. And I think the statute overall needs to just be revamped and uh, plainly and broadly written so that um, those things that people don't have a right to are spelled out. So it is implied that everything else is within their realm. And to hell with all these fees, we might want to have a requirement that stuff that can be emailed be emailed. You know what I mean? Anyway, Eric asked about my opinion on the announcement made by the Boy Scouts of America that girls may now join. I heard it. I didn't really have a chance to look into it. I am with Eric, though. I don't think it's a good idea. One of the things that I did see where people were like, oh, what's this mean for the Girl Scouts of America? What will it do to them? Well, maybe they'll go co-ed. I, 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 I don't know. But it seems to me, and from what I've been able to see, they, you know, they have dens. Right. This is, they have dens and they have packs. The dens are going to be same sex. So you won't have mixed dens of boys and girls, but you could have mixed packs of boys and girls made up of um, dens that represent each sex. 
I don't know what you do if you've got a you know a transgendered eight year old because eight year olds you know they they know they're in the wrong body. Um, I, I don't know if you have to have a transgendered den or I I just I don't think it's a uh, I I don't know I'm not sure it's a good idea because you know there is something to be said for organizations that allow members of one sex whether they're men or they're women to develop their identities to be um, solely with themselves and to focus on activities that bring out their unique qualities that help them refine those things that make them male or female. And I know there are some of you out there, oh, oh, gender stereotypes, gender stereotypes. Well, as the father of five, I can tell you there are differences between all five of my children as individuals, but there are also some categorical differences between my daughters and sons. It's more than just a body part difference. There are commonalities among the genders, <laughs> or I should say within the genders. And I think those commonalities ought to be um, strengthened. I think they ought to be highlighted. I think they ought to be refined. I think they ought to be understood. I think they ought to be appreciated. And I think they ought to be praised. <clears throat> And people who have trouble with the other gender typically are people who are not confident in their own identity within their gender. They're insecure. And I think there's a particular problem these days, uh, particularly within men after, what, 40 or 50 years of a feminist movement that hasn't really done anything to advance the cause of women unless you consider the unrestricted murder of 60 million unborn children something that advances the cause of women i'd be willing to bet by the way statistically since you know statistically since more girls are born than boys that means in the name of women rights <laughs> we've killed more we've killed 30 plus million little girls and probably only, I don't know, 30 minus whatever that plus. It's like, I think the natural birth rate, the way it works, is that women are uh, naturally born 51, 52% of the population, and men are 48, 49. So we've killed more little girls than we, we have killed little boys, but we've killed an atrocious number of people nonetheless. But, uh, you know, the assault on what it means to be male the attempts to feminize masculine identity and to, to, to label being masculine or male as inherently a negative and that men are inherently um, brutal, vicious, stupid, thuggish, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, <clears throat> now I remember, you know, when my kids were little, uh, watching some of the, the, the cartoons and things that were on TV. And it was actually, and not just cartoons, just think of your average sitcom, right? 
I mean, most men are portrayed in sitcoms as depraved degenerates. There, it's it's not the it's not the age of Mr. Brady anymore. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but we were very conscious about what we let our kids watch because the boys were either stupid or thuggish <clears throat> or demeaning. They were they were not positive role models. And why would you want your son or your daughter? to take in character content about a gender, however subtle it may be, that misportrays what men really are and what men should be. You know, so I, I, you know, I was aware of it. I haven't really had a chance to look into it, but... I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm sure it has something to do with declining numbers. But I think it's asking for problems, and I think it's sacrificing part of its mission, which is the character formation of young men, ultimately. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, But it is true that whenever women are added to a male organization, because you never hear about men being added to a women's organization, right? If they wanted to make the Girl Scouts co-ed, the feminists across the across the across across the country would lose their mind. It never works the other way. Men are never added to female organizations. It's only females added to men. Those organizations fundamentally change. And you can argue whether or not it's for the better or worse, but you can't argue that that fundamentally changes. And I'm not sure that an organization that was once dedicated to the character formation of young men is necessarily going to be well served by going co-ed. This is Gerard at Large.